Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Talking about you with Estra. Season 8, Episode 11. Who is listening to you? Have you stopped to think if you were really in trouble and needed help, would the elected officials in your state or at the federal level help you? This week, we are going to try to find that out. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to go through and see who you need to contact locally in yours. So you will have to start with uh, who is your congressional representative. We'll find that out. Maybe you have a government hotline in your actual state. I hope you do. Who your senator is, your insurance commissioner, your person who runs your AIG. Because we really need to know, will they help you? Will they take an interest in your concerns? Can you really count on them for the things that you need from your community? Or from your not from your community, things that you actually need to help uh, in your situation. A lot of times we don't actually go out there and do those things, and that's because we don't know where to start. So the goal of this week's program is to be able, for you to be able to be comfortable uh, by the end of this week, actually before the end of this week, and go out and actually give these people a call. So what we're going to do is, First of all, I want you to have your congressional how to contact Congress, and that's area code 202-224-3121. Another thing is, actually, let me start at the beginning. First, we need to know you need to know who your senator is. Okay, so if you're living in Washington State, you can go out out, do a, a Google search and say who is the senator from Washington State. Right. If you live in New York, who is the senator for uh, New York State? So you so you can do that for whatever state you're actually in. Okay. Next, I want you to think today. What is the concern that you want them to address? What do you want them to talk about? And particularly for me, it's insured civil rights legislation. What's their interest? Have they actually even done anything? <clears throat> that's involved with insurance companies or the insurance industry, what is their record on that? And I know where I've got caught in my throat today. It seems like that's been a a, a thing that's going on. But what I want to say is that this week we're going to work together and set up uh, basically the information that we want to ask them, and then we're all just going to call and get the information or ask for their input as to what they feel about, in my case, insurance civil rights legislation. Okay. So, the first question to ask yourself is, would they help you? 
Will they take interest in your concern? And let's, let's just go with those two. Regardless of whether they help you or not, the key is to ask. You don't know whether they will help you or they won't help you if you don't ask. So that's the thing. And a lot of times, many people are really stressed and worried about uh, being able to just ask those simple questions. I want you to put all of those fears aside, move them elsewhere, and make the decision that your whatever is important to you is important. I guarantee you, you're not the only one with that question. I hope that you are going to be one of the main people with the courage to ask it this week because we have elections coming up and there's a lot of things that we actually need to address. And the only way in which we can let them know, politicians, whether local or on the federal level, is to ask them and let them know. It doesn't mean they don't know, okay. They may indeed already know. In fact, they might have known this for years but have not done anything to this point about it. And it might be because they haven't gotten enough calls. It could be that the lobbyists that they use are in that industry, but we don't care. Our goal is to actually ask the question and get an answer. So, and then what you'll learn through this process, I hope, is whether you can count on them to protect the people in your community or your state. And if you're not able to do that, then you'll know that maybe they don't deserve your vote. Hold on just a second. I'm going to try to get this, my throat cleared up here. Maybe I'll have to take a few more drinks than I normally do. So the main thing I want you to also concentrate on is to tell them why you are calling. So, for example, I would say, my name is Estra. I'm calling from talking about you from talking about you with Estra, and I'd like to know what the senator's record is on insured civil rights legislation. Does Patty Murray often work with the insurance companies and not for the policyholders, or does she show legislation where she's tried to support people involved in collisions uh, who's needed help? or even in changing the law, so in my opinion, they're a lot fair to policyholders versus the insurance company. So these are the type of questions you want to think about in your mind this week, okay, before we make the call, because we are going to make the calls to several of our elected officials to see where they stand on these things. So, And then you need to define what that means, right? So I would say insured civil rights legislation means that Policyholders actually receive their benefits when their when their premiums have been paid, and that's for settlements and also benefits. And I would also extend that in my case to ERISA. I would ask them. ERISA is also the kind of counterpart of the same thing that your companies use. Now, most companies don't tell you that ERISA means that they are actually your insurance company, right? So they're the ones paying, and so the they don't want to actually pay out your claims either. So the, the key is to know that there is legislation in place to protect you, the insured. And unfortunately, I haven't actually seen that to be the case so far. Another thing is you want to ask yourself, why is it important? It's important because many families and individuals suffer every single day. Okay, Let me say that again. Many insureds suffer every single day because of not receiving the benefits or settlements. 
and that could be you listening today. You don't know what's going to happen at the end of the day. You've paid your premiums. You think, oh, I'm okay. You go out you start talking to the insurance company. All of a sudden, they start sending you all these forms asking you these questions. Why are they asking you these questions? Because in most cases, they're trying to trip you up. They're trying to find avenues and ways in which they don't have to pay you. And that's wrong, in my opinion. The information should be used to be able to support your claim, not try to, to eliminate it. So that's why I, it's important to me that insured civil rights legislation actually starts to become law. And the key is to ask them, do you know about insured civil rights legislation? Have you considered it? Are you interested in it? What about the people that uh, need that protection? Are you ready to start to help them in that way? For example, for Washington State, just kind of give you a little um, maybe support in being able to set this up for your state if it's different than Washington State. If it's Washington State, you can kind of stay tuned because I've done a bit of homework on each one of these and then uh, you can also go out and add information that you find and please use hashtag Esther's Radio Show to let me know what you find. So I went out and did a few searches on Senator Patty Murray and I'll, I'll tell you right up front, I did not see anything that she's done for insured civil rights legislation. Nothing passed, nothing put up as a bill. Her interest has not been in with the insurance industry. And the only thing I keep just flashing my flashbacks on is when I actually went to Olympia. I went to Olympia to see the state capitol. And what did I see? I saw a building right next to the legislature's building of the insurance company and Social Security. Those are the two buildings. I was just totally in shock because, like I said, they need to add another one. If they're going to have those two up there, they need to have us up there as policyholders. They can't just have their little talks and don't pay attention to what the insured, us, the insured needs. If, if, if that's where the funding's coming from, and I don't know, I haven't actually done the research to see where Patty Murray actually gets her funding. I don't know. I know that the insurance industry has a lot of money they give away. Whether she's one, one of them, I don't know. But I will hope find out by the end of this week. Okay, so what did I find out by the search on Patty Murray? I found out that she was first elected in 1993 as a Democrat, and she was the first Washington State female U.S. senator. She has attended... Washington State University, which is mine, go Cougs, I love Cougs, and that she actually went to high school in, over here in Seattle. It's called Bothell, Washington. It's kind of like the suburbs of Seattle. And I actually went out to see about her reviews. I thought that was interesting. Senator Murray, the ones I found so far, had 25 reviews, and it was two and a half stars. And when I saw the two and a half stars, I thought, why is it so low? Why isn't it four and a half? Three and a half at minimum. And it just made me wonder where her interest really lies or where does she put her support. And as we go through this, I'll show you uh, what I found. She also had a contact me page form for a response. And if any of you have actually gone out and filled out that form and gotten a response or you haven't gotten a response, please let me know on hashtag Esther's Radio Show. 
that would be really interesting to compare the number of people who are saying that they they filled out the page and got a response or they didn't. I personally, years ago, filled out the paperwork and did not get a response. However, I've been told, I haven't I have to confirm this, that uh, uh, Patty Murray uh, was listening more to GEICO and what they were saying versus me as an individual citizen. And it's not that someone has to necessarily agree with you, but at least they should have enough respect to contact and say, we received your form, uh, we'll investigate it or we won't. It doesn't matter, but... I got no response. So that's why I want you to be able to to know what's really going on with your senators or in the state, like in the state of Washington, senators, or at a federal level, senators, because it's important. It's also important to know what are the relationships they're currently building or they have. And maybe she's built a lot over the years. And when I see that insurance building right next to hers in Olympia, it makes me nervous. It honestly makes me nervous because I question whether an insured person can get a fair shake. What do you think about that? Do you think you're getting a fair shake? Do you think the way things do you think in the way things work that the average policyholder can stand up to the insurance industry? That's a question I have. Now, what I found, though, was that she actually has an Instagram account, she has a Facebook account, and she has a Twitter account. And her interest has been with uh, immigration and uh, changing the detention center. She thought, I guess she said that she condemns the way in which they're run. By the way, she's going to be running, uh, actually, up for re-election in 2022. So that means we have plenty of time to investigate, watch what she does, and see where she stands. She's also from a Roman Catholic family. Let's see here. Talks about uh, Patty Murray, the bills that she sponsors. 32% was in education. And I don't know if you've been watching Washington State, but currently Washington State has had a major problem with our education system. Uh, and for my opinion, they're not as the education, especially public schools, aren't where they need to be to make the average child excel in the years to come after that. She has uh, dealt with labor and employment, about 20% of the bills she sponsored, 16% on health. I was thinking, why is health so low? Hmm, health and insurance, health and insurance. But remember, sometimes I have a one-track mind on those issues, but I, 16% with so many people not getting the health care that they need uh, I just thought that that was actually pretty low. She also has armed forces and national security interests, about 13%. So taxation is about 5%. Transportation and public works, I don't know about what you think about the roads and construction. It's just not good so far in the United States. It'll be nice to see if things move forward. And then we have public lands and natural resources at 4%. And social welfare at 4%. It's like, ooh, it's a little nerve-wracking for me, and I'll tell you why. Right now, what are the major issues? I guess we all, a lot of them are major issues, but from my perspective, social welfare, with the vast number of homelessness in Washington State, in, particularly in Seattle, uh, it's, it, to me it's a major uh, issue. 
Mental health is also an issue that we seem to find problems with, especially with the, the epidemics that we find around drugs. So social welfare at 4%, I don't know. But what, what does that also usually entail? Usually some kind of lobbyist, right, somebody who's going to benefit. They don't, to me, in other words, social welfare, welfare takes away from perhaps some of the other investments that Wall Street type of people would probably invest in. So if you look at the whole thing, her top priorities would be education at 32%, uh, labor and employment at 20%, and health at 16%. So uh, for me, I don't know, that's, that's just not kind of where our, our priorities should be at this moment. And, and perhaps uh, as we dig into it, it'll explain why those are her highest priorities. But if education is at 32%, I sincerely hope that our sister, in particular our teachers have been fighting this last week before school started and getting better payments. And they should have been paid far better. It's amazing. I always question, well, if the money wasn't going to the teachers, where was the money going? They were getting money, but where did it go? So I don't know. I just I hope that in years to come we can actually find uh, leaders that coincide with what <clears throat> what's the most important to us as uh, constituents. Hold on, I'm having to take another sip. I'm not sure what's going on with my throat today. Okay. So she was assistant minority leader. She got her a bachelor's degree from Washington State University. She is in Washington State Senate from 1989 to 93. She is ranked six Democrats. And actually all of her, her actual elections were won by less than uh, 20%. So we'll, we'll see how that actually works out in 2022. But like I said, that's a long way to go. She was also interested in paid six days. And, and that's good because there's a lot of people still today who are working uh, that are not exempt employees who are not getting paid sick leave. And when they're sick, they get nothing. They just try to live the life the best they can. They go to, go to work sick, and that's how a lot of diseases are spread because they can't afford to stay home and take care of themselves. To me, that's definitely an issue that we need to address. Well, I'm going to take just a minute here and get into a couple of the articles for today. And uh, if you have any questions, make sure to either leave me a message at Talking About You with Esther on Facebook or use the hashtag Esther's Radio Show. Now, I'm not sure this is kind of like, I try not to use articles from the same place uh, twice, but I guess it's going to just be a first time for this. This is another New York Times it's back in 2012, which I thought fascinating because when you look through a lot of the information, it's like 2012, 218, it's the same. There's no difference in what's going on. What does that mean? Does that mean our elected officials are missing the mark? Or is it is it us missing the mark? Or is it both? I mean, sometimes people will do things just because they think they can get away with it. And that's not necessarily right either. So from my perspective, I just think it's a a problem when um, people 
tend to not think about what the constituents want, but what they want. And to me, that's certainly a problem. Okay, so the article is called When to Call Your Elected Representatives for Help. And I think one of the reasons why, and this is by uh, Ron Lieber, it was, it's uh, dated October 19, 2012. But one of the reasons I think many of us don't get out there and stand up for what we believe are the things that we know are rights that could, there are rights that could, wrongs that could be right, written, wrote, whatever. <laughs> you know, they could be right because if we just stood up for them. Sometimes that's all it takes is us choosing to stand up and make things a priority. But it says, quote, a common theme of this campaign season has been disappointment over how little our elected representatives have accomplished of late. Gridlock and infighting have prevented the passage of much legislation that deals with long-term challenges related to tax reform, energy, and immigration, among other issues. What this says to me is that, unfortunately, the Republicans have decided, I guess even back in 2012, they did a job, or I call a number on Obama on this, that they were going to actually fight and have gridlock in order to stop the things they didn't want to happen. They were not interested in what was for and and good, what was good for the people, but was what was good for themselves. So in 218, the same thing is happening. In fact, it's gotten worse because Trump knows how to do drama. <laughs> he knows how to do drama. The key to us really learning what we need to, to learn about knowing the facts is not to do drama. Do facts. Don't do drama. Do facts. Facts is what will take us forward. Drama will keep us in a in a an arena that does nothing for us, our families, our economic condition. By the way, I don't know if you noticed last week, stock market was up. Are you in the stock market? I doubt it. And why is that? Because most individuals are not in the stock market, so they don't participate when things go well. They don't participate when things get bad either. But the whole key is that we all should be moving up and down together. And unfortunately, we don't see that happening. I just That was just a little tidbit I thought I would share. So when you need help from representatives, the main things like I've been talking about before is just thinking, okay, what, what are my issues? What are my concerns? How can I communicate this idea to this representative? Are they listening? Do they care? Who are their lobbyists? Is it in conflict with what they, the lobbyists want and what the people want? Who have they actually been voting with, the people or the lobbyists or themselves? Those are the things that we need to think about. It says some members have safe seats and do not worry about going to gain to great pains to thoroughly serve every constituent who contacts them, according to Keep It Local, a guide published by the Congressional Management Foundation. Okay, so if they're saying, hey, we don't have to deal with you because we don't have to worry about you. I mean, Patty Murray, she's not going to be reelected until 2022. Right? So should she be concerned? I would say they all need to be concerned. And the reason why I do is because four years is a pretty good length of time to demonstrate what somebody's values and systems and voting record is. So I, and I know that four years can pass by really fast. 
unless you're a toddler. I don't know how fast time goes for a toddler, but most adults, four years, it's just like a snap of the finger. Some members have safe seats and do not worry about going to great pains to thoroughly serve every constituent who contacts them. One of the things I would recommend them think about is the fact that one dissatisfied constituent probably tells a whole lot more than a satisfied constituent. And if that's the case, four years of people talking can bring out a lot of people that question their votes. That's that's very important to consider. And like I said before, regardless of whether you are contacted by any elected official that you, you actually seek help from or information from, don't stop. Don't take it to heart. Remember that you have thick skin or you're going to develop some, okay? Because the, matter, the fact of the matter is the key is to be able to stand up for what you believe is right. If there's an issue that these politicians are not addressing, whether it's like immigration and all those kids still in these, in these I don't know what you would call them, detention centers, I don't know what we want to call them, because they certainly don't deserve it to be there. They should be with their families or their relatives. And now that they're trying to actually make it so that they're building more of them, who's getting those contracts? If they're putting more kids in these concentration camps, so to speak, who's paying for them? Who's making the money and why? Why can't these children be taken out of these places and put into uh, their relatives' homes or find the family members that you return to their countries. Don't you think they're heartbroken over their kids? They traveled all those miles, suffered millions of abuses just to be able to be sent back home? What is wrong with this picture? Something is wrong. That that needs to be corrected. And I wish it was the only thing that we had concerns with, but it's not. Okay. The next thing it talks about is switchboard operators. Some people, sometimes people call or write to their representatives because they don't know who else to call. What I say is that typically what happens is when you do call, you are connected to a switchboard operator, and you can say, my name is Esther. I'm t- calling from talking about you with Esther's radio podcast. I live in Washington State, and I want to be contact- uh, connected to uh, one of Patty Murray's assistants. Because usually then, you know that a lot of times you're not going to get it directly through to them. That almost would be miraculous. I would be really shocked if you did because they've got so many barriers to make sure that they're well protected. And perhaps in some cases that's the right thing to do. So don't be surprised when you first call and dial that number, which is area code 202-224-3121, because you don't have to wait until we get this uh, get through the show. If you're ready and you're ready to go and talk about an issue, you have a concern, call your congressperson right now. Again, it's 202-224-3121 and say, I live in this state. I need to be connected to my congressperson. And they will actually put you through to that person. They'll ask you what your concern is and let them write it down. Personally, I would say I'm interested to know if Patty Murray's is interested in short civil rights legislation, and will she support it? Does she know what it is? Does she realize how many people in Washington State 
are hurting because of settlements and benefits not received. And does she have a stance on it? Very simple. Why is it important to me? It's important to me because far too many people in Washington State are hurting because insurance companies or uh, ERISA with with, um, employers or even Social Security disability may not be paid to individuals. So there's a lot of issues in which we can address uh, when we're calling. So if you're ready to call, go right ahead. In fact, let me give you these numbers one more time for Washington State. Uh, You can always go out, if you're not from Washington State, and look it up, uh, do a Google search. They're really good at finding that. Two things I also would recommend, if you're doing a Google, Google search, make sure that you're using the secure HTTPS and that, that it's a legitimate link because, unfortunately, insured hackers I know and harassment or people with other agendas don't necessarily want you to contact and have your say. But from my perspective, you fight. You fight for what you believe, what is right, and you get the answers that you deserve. Okay. Uh, let's see. The second one is the government hotline for Washington State. It's 800 uh, your senator, uh, my, this is Patty Murray's line. If you want to call her directly, it's 202-224-2621. There's also the insurance commissioner because I'm focusing on what the insurance industry and what's happening to people involved in collisions. So the insurance commissioner's number is 800-562-6900. And the AIG, and we're going to talk about each one of these individuals this week, so... Be ready. So the AID is 360-753-6200. And you can roll these back if you need to get the numbers again. But I'll try to give them to you maybe one more time through the, the show today. Because the real question is, I'll repeat, will they help you? Will they take an interest in your concerns? Can you count on them to protect the people in your community, state, or country about you? And I think it's overdue for people to be able to say that as constituents. What about us? Because most of them are not thinking about us. They're thinking about who? Wall Street. Why is that? Because that's where the money comes from. But what do I believe? I take the Bernie Sanders approach. $27 from each one of us can go a long way in making our country a better place. So they don't have to get all their money from the lobbyists. It just might be a personal choice in which they make. It says, often callers, often callers issues, issues are ones that state legislators or local officials must handle. But it says many House and Senate staff members know whom to contact elsewhere and may even work in other parts of government or have worked in other parts of government. In other words, you can call Congress and say, this is what my problem is, and if it's not something that they handle, they can refer you to someone locally in government who handle those type of problems. The key is to know that there should be help out there. And right now in our communities, I know people need a lot of help. Okay, so it talks about a mediator. So they're talking about uh, Congress, the, the House representatives and senators being able to act as mediators. And it gives a couple examples. It, it says, her Senate, uh, 
Hunter made inquiries with a regulatory agency after her, her own extensive efforts at persuading her lender to adjust her loan had failed. So they said sometimes that a lot of the things that these uh, Congress can help you with are financial matters. And I wonder if that's the reason why that is. It's because of where they're getting their money from. But this article by the New York Times, again, it is named, When to Call Your Elected Representative for Help, gives good examples about what people have, trouble they had in going out there and contacting their uh, congressperson for help. Another one was under, like, red tape cutters. And it says this person, uh, he made a few calls and got the IRS service involved. Eventually, he discovered that a clerk had switched two digits when recording somebody else's social security number. The man probably would have starved before figuring out that, that figuring that out on his own. So those are examples where they did call, and their, their representative in Congress did help. Another example, they called it the expediter in this article. Uh, I'm just actually skipping one. I think this is the last one. I'm giving you examples in which people did call their congressperson and they were able to help. Again, so that congressperson to call yours is 202-224-3121. So if you've got a serious problem, don't hesitate to call them today because they're there because of you. They're not there because of them or lobbyists. Each one of us had to vote to elect these people. And you need to know whether these people are working for you or working for someone else. Okay, so the last one on this article is talks about uh, qualifying for Medicaid was the only way to pay for a treatment she needed, but state rules made her ineligible unless Social Security Administration declared her disabled. And let me go back and see what happened. Uh, let's see. I believe that she had some kind of pancreatic, uh, pancreatitis cancer, I believe, and so she really needed help fast. That's one disease that really won't wait long for you to uh, uh, get it figured out. It, it's really uh, hard. So fortunately, she called Congress and said, I need help. It's, it's, it's taken way too long for me to be able to get um, help. So please in, intercede on my behalf. And I guess it's good to know, and I give a little credit where credit is due, to those senators or, or representatives who did take the time to help people who were in, in trouble and give them the relief they need because that's really what it's all about is relief. We must continue to say we have to do what we can. So, Okay, so I hope there's, there's always something crazy uh, going on here, but never, never a dull moment. Okay, so there's another article that I'm going to, it's actually from the legislation for Washington State Government, and it talks about frequently asked questions. It says, how do I contact legislators? And we've also, I've given you the number. I'll give it to you one more time, 202-224-3121. And we're going to actually go through a step-by-step process this week that shows you what the numbers are, the questions that you can ask depending on your topic. Some of them should apply, most should apply to any topic, but if yours is specific in a certain way, you probably already know what you really want to say and ask. So it's just about taking a couple minutes, formulating your thoughts, and then ask, talking to 
the, your senator is usually staff member about what your issue is. So, and that's also on how do I contact the governor. The governor in, in most states also have, can have an impact on what your needs are. So from my perspective, don't uh, ignore anyone on the political uh, strata. Go ahead and talk to whoever you need to in order to get your issue addressed. And if they don't address it, don't get discouraged. Don't stop. Keep fighting. Keep going because if you put that out there, more people are going to know. And guess what? The more people who know, it actually means that more people will actually be able to uh, get with you because a lot of them may have that same problem. It says, I'd like to review a member's voting record. A great way to do that is out on uh, Gov, G-O-V, track, T-R-A-C, and they track how your leaders have been voting, what do they vote for, what are they voting, what are their interests, and that's what you need to know. It's like, okay, this this uh, political politician is actually voting with the things I believe they should be doing, not just for myself, but for my state or for my country. Or you can say, they are not voting with us. What are they doing? They're hurting us. We're suffering down here, and they're giving our resources we're, to someone else. That's a wrong thing to do. Okay, it says, also, how do I find a law on a particular topic? And usually that's with us. If you go legislation for whatever your state, you know, the state of Texas, you know, or the state of North Dakota, wherever it might be, if you do a Google search on that, on your questions, in fact, that's what I challenge you to do. Uh, if you have some time today, that would be great, or tomorrow. Just actually go out to Google, ask your questions, and see what comes up. Because I do, they do talk about uh, Google's ability to index and find information, and I've actually found that it's a great starting place, and it can lead you to the most important information that you need about the things that are important to you. So I was talking about gov.track. And I just want to tell you a couple of things and what it has on there, and then I'll close for today. It says it has members of Congress, right? And I'll tell you all the members of Congress dating back to our founding of our nation. That goes way back. I don't know if any of us have enough time for that in a day. But I don't know. If it's actually your interest is, you can get that. Bills and resolutions. So it gives you a status of all the bills in Congress. And you can go out there and take a look. You can see which ones interest you, and then you can track them and monitor to see where they go. The voting record, I talked about that, where members of Congress, where they voted on bills. And actually, it goes back to 1789 to the present. Wow. And if they can go back to the bills from 789 to the present, imagine what these people have on you, just as a side thought. Committees, right? It says Congress divides its work into committees and subcommittees where most of the policy-making process occurs, my question would be is if there is a committee or subcommittee you're interested in, who are the lobbyists that are following it? Who are they entertaining? Because from my perspective, I'm sure that will give us a lot of information on where they're standing. And also you can set alerts so that if you're interested in a particular uh, uh, committee, they can let you know what's going on. So there's a lot of things here in which we can actually take a look at and 
and see who is really interested in uh, you and if they're willing to help you. Because if they're helping you, then they're helping us all. If they're not helping you, chances are they're not helping us all either. It's not necessarily an all or nothing kind of thing. But from my perspective, things kind of shift in the way that uh, aren't necessarily always uh, a balance for people like the constituents and the lobbyists. I'm amazing, amazed how fast the time has gone today. I've truly, truly enjoyed uh, talking with you today. And we really do know, need to know who is really listening to you. When we know who's listening, it's easier to make our choices in our votes because we know that they care about what we care about and not with other people who, or a lot of times it's uh, corporations that they follow. Thank you so much for listening today. Tomorrow we'll continue on finding out who is listening to you and why. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk with you tomorrow at the same time, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, on Talking About You with Esther. Remember to use that hashtag, Esther's Radio Show, or you can go out to Talking About You with Esther and give me a post. Thanks a lot. See you tomorrow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.